Hey guys, this is Kayla with the 52 Reasons Podcast. Welcome to part two of episode 17, where we finish our chat with Minnesota Reading Corps. Welcome to the 52 Reasons Podcast, helping spark positive change one week and one cause at a time. Here's Kayla. Here we are with part two of our chat with Minnesota Reading Corps. In this part, we're going to chat with Caitlin and Lizzie, two program managers for Minnesota Reading Corps, one from a rural area of Minnesota and one from a metropolitan area. Minnesota Reading Corps, as you might remember from part one where we chatted with Sadie, is a strategic initiative of Serve Minnesota, and it demonstrates how service and science can accelerate improvement in both students and systems. Minnesota Reading Corps mobilizes the people power of AmeriCorps, and it provides evidence-based literacy interventions and database assessments to children from age three to grade three. I was excited to finish our conversation with a deeper look at how Minnesota Reading Corps is working in two very different areas in the state of Minnesota. Please join me for this great chat with Lizzie and Caitlin. All right, I'm so excited to now chat with Caitlin and Lizzie, who both work in very different communities in the state of Minnesota, implementing the awesome work of the Reading Corps. Uh, We're so glad to have both of you here and to learn more about the communities you work in and what this work looks like on a day-to-day basis. So to jump in, I'd love for you to each tell us a little bit more about the communities you work in and your work on a daily basis. Sure. So I work as a program manager out of one of our regional offices in northern Minnesota. Um, And as a program manager, I work primarily with about 40 schools and pre-K centers across the north central part of the state. Um, I work helping principals and schools build relationships and ensuring that they're um, following the Reading Corps model to fidelity Um, I also work with about 55 AmeriCorps members who are tutors um, in all of those schools across the state, just ensuring that they're having a great time with their national service and that they're able to successfully complete a year of service as Reading Corps tutors. Um, The communities I work with are very different. It's a pretty big geographical location that I work with. So I work with schools and tutors who are in communities as small as 376 people, um, which is very tiny, obviously, um, but they are doing amazing things at that school. The Reading Corps tutor there is wonderful and making a difference, even if it is a very small community. Um, I also work with schools that are in bigger cities in northern Minnesota who maybe have tutors in eight or ten schools in their district, so that's a very different dynamic. Um, one thing I love about the Reading Corps program is that we are very replicable. So it really doesn't matter if a school is a big city or a very rural community. Our program is able to work um, regardless of the school or the community itself, which is great. Um, One last thing that's really unique and awesome about the region that I work with is that I have the pleasure of working with schools on three different Anishinaabe reservations. Um, So I work with Boys Fort, Leech Lake, and Mille Lacs. So that is also a different dynamic and equally successful with our Reading Corps program. Super cool. 
And I am based out of our Minneapolis headquarters office, uh, so really in an urban environment implementing the Reading Corps. My position as a program pilots manager is a bit unique, and I only work with our preschool programming. So the urban preschool programming in Minneapolis and St. Paul I work with takes place in a variety of settings. So I'm supporting Head Start agencies, community-based preschools, as well as a pilot project we are currently doing in licensed family child care or in-home child care settings. So similar to Caitlin, um, I provide that programmatic support to tutors and schools and community partners really there to ensure that those partners are implementing the program successfully and have the support to do so. So I kind of think of myself as a hybrid of a human resources manager and a cheerleader and an advocate for our programs as well as those AmeriCorps members. Uh, my pilot's work allows me to work really closely with our literacy content experts, as well as reading core leadership uh, across the state and, and across the country to oversee some innovations that are happening within our pre-K model, uh, including that work I talked about in in-home settings, as well as a grant we just got to start to look at early literacy um, looking at birth through through age three and how those littlest people um, are set up for success in reading. So awesome. If you were to look into a crystal ball, what would you say would happen if Reading Corps was no longer available in the communities where you each work? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think the most obvious answer is that... Um, Honestly, 35,000 students across the state of Minnesota would not have our services and would not have the experience of working with tutors. Um, and like I said earlier, you know, that would have a big effect on our actual communities that we're serving, as well as the state as a whole. Um, and for me, it's kind of hard to conceptualize that big of a number, 35,000 students. Um, so I like to just tell a story about one student's success, and I think that'll really hit home um, what a difference our program makes and what a loss it would be if we weren't here. Um, so the story I'm going to tell is was told to me by a former Reading Corps tutor who worked in one of our schools, and she worked with a young man who was in second grade and a very energetic young guy, um, bouncing off the walls type of kid, very hard for him to concentrate. He um, had a lot of difficulty with reading comprehension because of his energy, um, and that was difficult for the tutor, obviously, to work with him. He also had an attitude that was a little bit like too cool for school. He would always say he hated reading, and whenever the tutor would um, give him positive feedback, he would kind of shrug his shoulders and say, I don't care if I do good, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but through this tutor's hard work, all through the fall semester, she um, actually saw him running down the hallway a million miles an hour right before winter break, and he shoved a little note into her hand, and she, I'm sure at the time, was thinking, like, oh, my gosh, what is this? Like, is he going to tell me he's really happy that winter break is here so I don't have to tutor anymore? <laughs> um, but the note actually said, I love you. I feel special when I read with you. And I love reading now. And, you know, that's one student. And sure enough, he really built that confidence in reading and he would start checking out books at the library and being so proud of his books that he was bringing home. 
And he did graduate from the Reading Corps program after a lot of hard work from one of our tutors. So um, that's one story of 30000 a year. So that's that's kind of what I think about when, when I think about um, what would happen to our state if we didn't have Reading Corps. Um, that's one story. <laughs> It's incredibly powerful to hear. And, and just to think about what, like you said, that's one story out of more than 30,000 students that you're impacting. And, you know, to have all of those voices shared as as kids who grow up with the solid backbone in learning and reading is just tremendous. And when I look into my crystal ball, it's absolutely that. It's the the 35,000 students per year. And I think about all of the preschoolers that I get to the opportunity to see when I'm out visiting the schools I work with and all of those children who are, are so in need of services to get ready for kindergarten um, to help them start on that pathway to success. And I also think about uh, the impact that we have on tutors, uh, those participating in our program, not just the kiddos, but the, but the actual reading core tutors themselves and how we are building skills and confidence and really um, working on building that teacher pipeline to ensure that we have a continued stream of energetic, uh, dedicated, passionate people who, who want to continue to be in education. So every year, uh, about 60% of our reading core tutors tell us that they want to continue on in education and become teachers. And there's one tutor that I've worked with now for a couple of years. I, I just saw her earlier today. I was out visiting her school uh, she is a young East African woman. She came to the United States um, when she was in her early teens, and she started with Reading Corps right out of high school. She loved kids. She had a lot of siblings, but wasn't sh- quite sure where to begin uh, and wanted to earn some money for college. And uh, two years later, she is enrolled in school. She's pursuing a degree in early education while continuing her work uh, in Reading Corps. And she sent me an email last week that, that honestly moved me to tears saying that Reading Corps believed in her when no one else would and that gave her the skills and the confidence to become a teacher and she just doesn't know where she would be uh, without the program and the support that we and her school have given her. So I think about all those students who wouldn't receive services without Reading Corps as well as all the young people um, or tutors in general who, who wouldn't have the opportunity to make an impact on their communities and Uh, discover what their passion is with education. It's so empowering. So for our listeners, what is the most impactful action that they could take to support the the work of Reading Corps in their own communities if they live in Minnesota? And if they're not from Minnesota, what's the best way for them to find a similar program to the Minnesota Reading Corps where they can get involved as well? Yeah, so I would say, especially for Minnesota, which is Lizzie and my specialty, um, we are, we have, um, we're in more than 700 schools across the state of Minnesota. So the biggest way for people to support us is to really think about serving with our program as an AmeriCorps member and tutor. Um, It's, like Lizzie said, a very impactful experience going through a year of national service. And we, um, we do, you know, provide opportunities, economic opportunities for people, including benefits, child care and health care. Um, so it, it's, it's a great opportunity for people, whether they are retirees, maybe looking for something to do in their time off, or mothers or parents who are um, wanting to go back and serve in their schools that their children attend, or even recent high school grads or college grads who maybe want to 
um, get a get more professional development experience and get some training. So I would say definitely either think yourself about national service or think about friends and family in your life that you might want to talk to about AmeriCorps or about reading course specifically. Um, and we are in lots of other states, so it's probably easier for people in Minnesota just because we are a very large AmeriCorps program here. And we are, um, like I said, all over the state. I actually work with a site that's borders Canada. So I've almost gone to Canada on accident on a few occasions visiting that site. Um, but we're everywhere. So you'll definitely find us. We are sometimes considered the best kept secret in Minnesota. So just ask your schools and ask your teachers if it's available. And for those who are not fortunate enough to live through Minnesota winters um, and who are in other parts of the country, um, readingcore.org is the website where you can find the list of all of our current national partners and their websites. Uh, so we are in Miami, we are in my Milwaukee, we're in DC, um, and the whole comprehensive list is right there online. I think the other thing that people can do is help us reach more children in need. If you're in a state or a community with Reading Corps and you find out it isn't at your local school, uh, work with, with those uh, administrators to see if Reading Corps would be a good fit for them in their building. Uh, encourage those schools to apply or else find out how to bring Reading Corps to your community. Uh, so we're lucky enough, like I said, to be in um, 12, 12 states, including D.C., and each state besides that has a, a service commission that oversees their AmeriCorps programming. And so if someone wants to bring Reading Corps to their state uh, or to their community, uh, start doing some research and, and figure out uh, whether Reading Corps could work where you live. Perfect. So I guess in closing, I would actually, I was going to ask you guys just kind of a broad-based question. So I'm going to tweak it and feel we'll, we'll edit it out if it, if it doesn't flow well for you guys. But I'd love for you guys to share just, you know, what is, if I were to grab coffee with one of my girlfriends, and I feel like I always use this as a kind of a lead-in to a question on the podcast, but if I'm sitting at coffee with one of my friends, what can I tell them about that that importance of childhood literacy at an early age on why they should become an advocate for getting Reading Corps into their school or why they should find a way to support Reading Corps or volunteer their own time. What, can, what is the most impactful way or the biggest thing I can explain about that key that so important about early childhood literacy? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I will actually, if it's okay, just tell a little bit of my own story, just because I think um, all of us on the call today, so Sadie, Lizzie, and myself have all gone through AmeriCorps and have done uh, AmeriCorps um, a year of national service. And I think, um, you know, we whether we were working on uh, early childhood literacy or not, that has impacted us. And um, I will bring it back to the literacy piece here, but uh, I served for two years as an AmeriCorps member with City of Lakes AmeriCorps in uh, Minneapolis. I was serving with ninth and 10th graders in literacy and math and tutoring them primarily. Um, and as a young professional, I'll say that, um, you know, a young person, that experience really opened my eyes to a lot of educational inequities that we have in our country. And actually, Minnesota has one of the largest achievement gaps in the country. Um, and I saw that in a really real way when I did AmeriCorps in Minneapolis. Um, you know, I 
saw that my ninth graders were so behind in literacy, especially that they were reading at, you know, second, third, fourth grade levels in the ninth grade and just seeing what a challenge that was for them and how it affected, you know, their personal lives, but also every subject in school relies on literacy. And just thinking about the insurmountable task of getting up to grade level when you're that far behind um, really puts into perspective why early childhood matters, why early childhood literacy and our program matters. Um, And I think, like I said, it it opened my eyes to my experience and how that differed from from students around the state and and the education that they experience. Um, I as a young child, really loved reading. So from a personal perspective, I, I love reading. It always was an outlet for me. And I, my teachers always nurtured me and I always had great educational experiences. And I moved a lot as a kid, but no matter where I lived, teachers were able to see that passion in me and support me and nurture me. And whatever I wasn't getting from my home life, you know, a teacher would support me and pick me up. And students, you know, my students, in that ninth grade class maybe weren't getting that same experience. Um, And besides that, you know, loving reading as a child is an escape. I mean, if you can open a book, you can um, go on an adventure and go beyond your own life, and you can experience so much more out there in the world and really build empathy for other people by walking in their shoes. So I think all of that kind of culminates in my message that early childhood literacy is so, so integral. And I knew at that time as an AmeriCorps member that if my students had gone through a program like Reading Corps, they truly probably wouldn't be in the same situation in ninth grade. Um, They would have had those doors opened um, with the love of reading or in their educational experiences. And um, to me, that's powerful. And that's kind of why I come to work every day and I really feel that our program is making a difference in, you know, children across across the country. Thank you so much for sharing. There was a saying that I heard my first week on the job. I've been with Reading Corps for more than three and a half years at this point. And it was that up until the end of third grade, children are learning to read. And after that, starting in fourth grade, children are reading to learn. And to me, that sticks with me in everything that we do, uh, that reading, like Caitlin said, is the backbone of every other subject. Uh, Children and individuals need to be strong readers to go on to careers in engineering or science or math. Doctors need to know how to read. Car mechanics need to know how to read, that it is the foundation for learning everything else within school. And you know, our, our two reading core models working with preschoolers to help them get ready for kindergarten, to give them the language skills and the vocabulary that they need to enter school prepared. And then our kindergarten through third grade model where children who are um, falling a little bit behind um, and don't receive any other special services through the school get the boost that they need to get back on track and be on the same level with their peers. I see it not only fostering reading, but everything else that they're going to go on to do in their lives. Absolutely. I want to say thank you to both of you guys uh, for joining me and sharing my microphone today um, and sharing with us for the 52 Reasons podcast. I think it's so exciting to think about the work that you're doing, the tremendous impact you've had on the lives of both students and um, would-be teachers in the state of Minnesota. 
I can't wait for our listeners to both engage in the work you're doing locally, but also find a Reading Corps chapter near them or help get one started. Thank you for having us. Thanks, Kayla. Thank you so much for joining Caitlin and Lizzie and I as we chatted about Minnesota Reading Corps. You can check out Minnesota Reading Corps at www.minnesotareadingcorps.org or visit 52reasons.org. That's 52reasons.org for the complete and comprehensive show notes. We can't wait to share another organization with you next time as you work to make a difference in your neighborhood and across our country.